Time to be doing that bullshit. bullshit. Welcome back. BS with Brian Simpson, episode 48. Yeah, nailed it. Um, it's been a while. Uh, a lot of things are going on this week. The craziest thing is uh, Kanye West running for president. Uh, some people are for it. That is absolutely crazy. Um, I mean, it's understandable. It, it, it really is. I, uh, you know, Joe Biden isn't exactly, uh, the best choice, I suppose, but this idea that Kanye West can win the election is crazy. The idea that he knows how to govern the country is also crazy. Um, um, and, and you know, and perhaps Kanye West would be better than Trump, but so would fucking anybody, you know, a lot of these self-righteous people on the left, they really, they really like the people that liked, oh, oh wait a minute. I also didn't mention Kanye West has, has never voted. Like, what does he know? Like, uh, you know, we have to stop worshiping these celebrities bro. it's gonna lead to ruin donald trump was a celebrity ronald reagan was a celebrity both worst the worst people was two two of the worst presidents we've ever had especially for poor poor people and black people um People were getting into it on Twitter with, uh, you know, about Angela Davis and what she said about um, voting for uh, for uh, Joe Biden. Let me um, let me pull that up for you. So I'll let her say it in her own words. Take me to the open file location. Uh, I don't see this election as being about choosing a candidate who will be who will be able to lead us in the right direction. It will be about choosing a candidate who can be most effectively pressured into allowing more space for the evolving anti-racist movement. Biden is very problematic in many ways. He is not only in terms of his past and the role that he played in uh, uh, pushing toward mass incarceration, uh, but he has indicated that he is opposed to dis, uh, disbanding the police. And this is definitely what we need. We need to reconceptualize the very notion of public safety. Yeah. But, I say but, Biden is far more likely to take mass demands seriously, far more likely than the current occupant of the White House. So that this coming November, the election will ask us uh, not so much to vote for the best candidate, but to vote for or against ourselves. And to vote for ourselves, I think, means that we will have to campaign 
for and vote for Biden. Biden is what she said. I don't know why that cut off, but you know, I'm not a tech expert. But that was her in her own words. I mean, and that's pretty much exactly like I feel. Because I know a lot of people that are like, you know, they feel like, okay, if I vote for Joe Biden, who isn't exactly, you know, who doesn't exactly represent what I stand for, then what did that what does that say about me? But but I, I think that's you making things about you. Because if we reelect Donald Trump. What does that say about us? That's how I think about it. I mean, think about the consequences of that. You know, and and I get it. The same trick gets played on us every time. We want someone progressive. Hell, I want a socialist. And every year we don't get that. We have to choose between um, a Republican and uh, another Republican that's, uh, I'm sorry, a conservative and someone that's slightly more, uh, more, slightly more left conservative. And I mean, but that's, that's how the system is set up to incrementally move one way or the other. And I think a lot of, you know, especially now, this generation, they're used to having things right now, right quick, right now. The, the, the idea of slow progress is not acceptable to some people. Um, and, and that's totally fine. Um, and, and, and every year, you, we, we, every four years, we're put in that situation where, we're, where we have to choose between the lesser of two evils. And whoever the candidate is on the right is painted as the devil, and it's an emergency and it's for all our rights and freedoms and everything's on the line and you have to vote for this person. And every year it's bullshit, right? I mean, we, you know, we, they told us, they said the same thing about George Bush when I was a kid, um, or when I was a teenager. But this time it's fucking true. I mean, I mean, Maybe you could argue that past presidents have been evil or done evil or at the very least been complicit in evil doing. But. Um, but goddamn, I don't know if we've ever had someone whose behavior is so random, so out of touch, so incompetent. And on so many, I mean, this guy is winging it as the leader of the free world, as the commander in chief of the most powerful military on the planet, as as the uh, the director of of the largest economy on the planet. He just he just he just doesn't know what he's doing, and it's like. It's like we're in a we're we're voting for who gets the gun. You know what I mean? Does the blind man get a gun with the shaky hands? Because I, I, that's what this is about. It's it's like you know it's like we're it's like we're on a slave ship, 
and the current and the, the ship is on fire. You know, and the current captain is not doing anything about that. His main concern is that he stays being the captain. And our next best option for captain doesn't want to do anything about the slaves on the ship. Like he doesn't want to do anything, but he does want to put the fire out. You know what I mean? And this motherfucker's on the ship like, yo, I'm not voting for I'm not voting for that captain because he supports slavery. And it's like, I feel you, bro. I want the slaves under the deck to be free, too. But our number one priority is putting out the fire or we're all going to die because that's what this is about to me. It it it, it, it it is that urgent. And, and, and obviously, maybe we are not all going to die with four more years of Donald Trump, but it will be the end of. of the way shit is currently structured and not in a good way. It's not going to be a restructuring of shit. It's going to be all the things that are bad. All the things that we do that we're doing wrong here are just going to intensify because Donald Trump is only concerned about himself. His family has become enriched off him being president. And that's all he cares about. It's like, he doesn't, I mean, I don't have to list down all the things that he's done wrong, but I mean, no, no, no other president has ever been this incompetent. And, I, you know, I, don't, I honestly, I don't give a fuck who you vote for, but I'm, but whoever you vote for, if it's not Joe Biden, it's meaningless. That's just for you and your ego. That's not going to do anything. You know, at best, it's going to cost, it's going to hand the election to Trump at, at worst, it won't matter anyway. I mean, may, you know, those are the only two options. Either jo- either Joe Biden will win and your vote will help or, you know, or, or I'm sorry, either Joe Biden will win and your vote didn't matter or Joe Biden will lose and your vote could have helped. That's it. You know what I'm saying? It's like the, the, the choice isn't between because I agree there there are people that I would prefer, but the choice isn't between Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and a third motherfucker. It's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that third person cannot win. You know how I know that? Because it's never fucking happened. There's been there's been third party candidates before. Oh yeah, they can't win. There's just not enough. We, we, we aren't ready for that. Our, this, as a, as a people, as a whole, this, our nation isn't mature enough for that. You know? Cause, cause, cause honestly, I think if Joe Biden wins 2020, he probably won't be the president in 2024. He won't be, he won't be the, the nominee in 2024. <clears throat> but we gotta get Trump the fuck up out of there. You know? And, Like, look, you heard what Angela Davis said. It's, I shouldn't have even have kept speaking on it because she said she said it exactly how I feel. We, are we going to vote against ourselves or for ourselves? That's what it boils down to. Uh, okay, what else is going on in my week? I am currently. Um, actually, right this moment, um, I am because I'm recording this at what one a.m. Uh, on the fifteenth, which is today. I'm going vegan. 
for 21 days. That's that's my challenge to myself. All veggies and fruits for 21 days. Um, which is maybe easier for me than most because I already don't. Um, I don't do dairy. Um, because I can't. I don't do eggs. Um, um, because they make me fucking sick. So, you know, it's just cutting out meat on the regular. And I don't know what's going to happen after that 21 days. If I'm feeling good at the end of it, I might go another seven more. We'll see. Um, but my family's doing it with me. I guess some people are doing it with some people on Instagram. Um, um, also doing it with me. Oh, speaking of Instagram, so there, I did a little poll. I'm going to answer the, the questions from that shit. Let's see here. Um, hmm. Uh, what are questions? Yeah, ho. Oh, fuck you. Okay, questions from Instagram. What we got? Okay, someone said, um, how how's vegan going? Uh, I just started, man. The past hour has been fantastic. Um, what single comedian inspired you the most to become one? Uh, um, I don't know. If that's really. I mean, I wasn't really inspired by a comedian to become a comedian because I wasn't really that big of a comedy fan before I started doing stand up. I mean, at least not enough for me to say. Um, well, I'm sorry. That first question, how's vegan going? That was that was asked by Hey, it's Gage. Uh, this the next one. Uh, what inspired me? That was asked, that was asked by Ed Card. Yeah, but I, I don't really, I can't really name it like a one single inspiration. Oh, no, no, no. That's not, that's absolutely not true. That's absolutely not true. I think a lot of my friends and family will push me to become a comedian. But the day, uh, let me see, maybe six or seven years before I did stand up, the I wrote my first joke um, after seeing Dom Herrera. Dom, D-O-M, Herrera. A uh, fucking legend. But I saw um, when I was in, I was still in the Marine Corps, and I saw him at uh, at a Hooters in Pacific Beach. And uh, and he during the day we ran into him at a Hooters, and it's not there anymore. And he knew found knew we were in the military, gave us tickets to come see him. And I don't know if we saw him at the comedy store, if it was like a bar show or whatever it was. But uh, but he was so damn funny, and I think that's when I kind of fell in love with, because that was the first time I'd seen stand up live. Um, and that's when it was. That's I think that was the initial seed that got planted. Where it was like, okay, I, I now I kind of desire to do this. So yeah, it was it was Don Marrera. Um, the funny thing is, I haven't seen him since. I haven't seen him live since. Um, uh, and, uh, <laughs> um, Chris, Chris McMill, Chris McMile, am I reading that right? Uh, asks, 
Can white people experience racism? So two questions. It's always a motherfucker that want to slip two questions to us. One, okay. Can white people experience racism? Can marginalized groups be racist to one another? Hmm. Well, that is a, that's kind of an expansive question. Um, Um, I'm sure white people can experience racism, but not in America. Um, Because I think, because this question comes a lot from white folks. Um, But when, when black people talk about racism, see this, this leads to the fundamental understanding of what racism is to black people. When black people talk about racism, we're talking about, the system, not in, not in occurrence, you know, like when, cause a lot of, a lot of white folks think racism is like an event, like a thing happened to you because you were white. Therefore it's racism because you hear, cause you see black people doing that. You see a black person going, this happened because I'm black. That's racist. And so you think racism is the same thing, but when black, when something happens to a black person and they call it racism, it's, it's because it is further evidence that the system put in place to shit on black people still exists. If something happens to you because you're white, that's fucked up. That's prejudice. It's wrong, but it's not racism. You know what I mean? It's like, if so, you know, it's like until, until there's something, until there's something that's, that's like the government is written into the laws. It's, you know, you're, you're until, until America itself is shitting on white people. Uh, no, no, you cannot experience racism. No, not at all. Um, can marginalized groups be racist to one another? Um, sure. I mean, listen, anything that perpetuates white supremacy, um, you know, anything that perpetuates white supremacy can can be racism. You know, can can it, it's like because because they're they're self-hating Negroes that perpetuate racism to other towards black people. Um, yeah, any anyone can prop up the system. Yeah. Why is uh, Blair Saki says, why is oh, Sochi says, why is Google spying on you? <laughs> I think that's how they make money. I think they just, uh, I think they listen to, you know, they, they market this shit to you, um, as like for your convenience. You know what I mean? Um, and they, and they want, they want you to, they want you to feel like, uh, like you know Siri and uh, and uh, I mean I know that's Apple but Siri and Google are just there to help you with me I mean I have all that shit I thought I had all that shit turned off but it's like they you know for you to say okay Google and for it to respond or for you to say hey Siri and for it to respond then that means it had to have been listening beforehand for it to know that that's what you said right and uh and yeah, I think it's so that I think they use all the things you ask about 
all the things you say, all the things you look up, all the pictures you scroll past, and they use all that to market, to, to send targeted ads at you, which are worth more money than general ads. Um, yeah, because they spooky as fuck. That's really what it boiled down to. That shit's spooky. Uh, uh, Jerron Horton asks, uh, if you could talk to yourself from six months ago, uh, what would you say? Well, shit, man, I would say put all your, <laughs> put all your, invest all your money in Amazon. Um, invest all your money in Amazon, Costco, and your local drug dealer. Uh, Shane Brendan asks, uh, I like to ask, what's good, my G? Not a goddamn thing. Everything, it's all bad. It's all bad. Uh, Maddie Hartz asks, how much should you spend on an engagement ring? Oh, wow, nigga. I mean, I'm so perpetually single. I mean, how much should you spend? Uh, I think you mean like the proverbial you. You mean how much should you spend? Um, I think, I think the, the traditional answer to that is what? Three months salary, right? Let's, uh, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me look that up for you, my guy. I think it's three months salary. Now, if you ask me, I want to stick to your question here. You know, I don't think you should be, I don't think you should buy an engagement ring, but that's not what you're asking me about. So I'm, I'm going to look, I'm going to find out for you. Um, um, and I, I think it's three months salary. Uh, general rule. Okay, no, you should spend at least two months salary on an engagement ring. If, for example, you are making $60,000 a year, you should spend $10,000 on an engagement ring. Now, keep in mind, that rule <laughs> was written, you know, in the 40s when, you know, you know, 10 Two month salary that was written in the forties when people was making, you know, like twenty dollars a month and shit, you know. But but you could also have a car, four kids, um, and a, and a four bedroom house, off twenty dollars a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? When that, I don't know about spending two months salary on, you know, I don't get that. I don't understand what that what that's about. I mean, um, I think. Um, Adams ruins everything. Adam ruins everything. Did a whole a great episode about um, diamonds and how they're worthless and how um, it's really one of the greatest scams ever perpetuated by the De Beers Corporation to convince people that these worthless rocks are precious and to also convince women that uh, if your man really loves you, he'll buy you one. And None of this means anything because you could sit down and watch that whole episode with your girlfriend and she would still want the ring. You know what I mean? And and maybe that's the patriarchy or whatever. Because, but, the, but the truth is women are constantly in competition with other women. And the ring isn't about you. It's about her being able to show other people. You know, I mean, I don't know what kind of girl you have, but. You know, maybe there's some other creative way because the whole purpose see the whole purpose of the engagement ring before was to show the girl that you were serious. Like, you know, back when it was like uh, her, 
a woman's own only, you know, women aspire to just have a man, you know, just have a husband, but they couldn't really have careers. You know what I mean? And it was so you, it was to prevent you from like, uh, you know, promising to marry a girl just so you could fuck her. And then leave, because, because like it's been plenty of suits about it, like way back then. And it's like, if you give a woman an engagement ring, it's hers. You know, if, if the engagement ends, you don't get it back. So it was sort of like a down, a down payment on the pussy. But now people are fucking well before marriage. There's not as much uh, emphasis on being a virgin and all of that stuff. So it's really an antiquated system. But then again, to me, so is marriage. But you know what? That's a whole other thing. So the answer to your question again, Matt, is two months salary. <laughs> but no one's working. Save your money, bro. Fuck all that. Like, we don't even know if this shit is even going to exist it, you understand what I'm saying? If, 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 if your girl ain't feeling that, if she, if she not feeling that right now, like, I don't know what you do or what your job security is, but it's a very, very real possibility that the entire world economy is going to either shift dr- dramatically or collapse completely. You know, and then in which case, maybe that money will be worthless. Maybe it'll be more worth it to, to have the diamonds, but I, I, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe buy some gold with that 10 grand and, 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 and tell her to, you know, wait on it. Yeah, I'm I'm all I'm bad at, at relationship stuff, man. Uh, I can only talk. I'm, <laughs> ask me about abuse, not how to sustain long term intimacy and all of that. Um, okay, uh, the homie, the homie sent me this, um, um, and I damn, you know what? I forgot to ask him what book this was in. Um, wait a minute. And actually, I forget what the question was he actually had about it. I think he just asked me what I thought about it. But the homie Poncho sent me this. Um, yeah, I think he just said. I think he just said, what do you think about this? Um, so let, let me just read it to you. Um. <clears throat> In my younger days dodging the draft, I somehow wound up in the Marine Corps. Oh, haven't we all? Uh, there is uh, there is a myth that Marine training turns baby-faced recruits into bloodthirsty killers. Trust me, the Marine Corps is not that efficient. Facts. What it does teach, however, is a lot more useful. The Marine Corps teaches you how to be miserable. This is invaluable for an artist. Marines love to be miserable. Marines derive a perverse, uh, a perverse satisfaction in having colder sh- chow, that's food, crappier equipment, and higher casualty rates than any outfit of dog faces, swab jockeys, or flyboys. All right, that's the uh, the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force all of whom they despise. Why? Because these candy asses don't know how to be miserable. The artist committing himself to his calling has volunteered for hell, whether he knows it or not. He will be dining for the duration on a diet of isolation, rejection, self-doubt, despair, ridicule, contempt, and humiliation. The artist must be like that Marine. He has to know how to be miserable. He has to love being miserable. He has to take pride in being more miserable than any soldier or swabby or jet jockey because this is war, baby, and war is hell. 
Um, yeah, I agree with that a thousand percent. Someone asked me before if the being in the military prepared me for being in um, Hollywood. And I guess, yeah, it's a, in, in that regard, yes, that's absolutely a fact that, uh, um, no, I remember, and I can't even remember when when it was last, but I was being interviewed by someone, and they asked me, like, I, they were, you know, they asked me what my story was, because they, they're obsessed with that shit here in Hollywood. They asked me what my story was, and, 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 uh, and you know, when, and I told him about, you know, all the things I'd gone through and all that, and he was like, wow, so what made you keep going? And, and the question just stunned me. I was, you know, because in my head, I was thinking, what a stupid fucking question, like, because what's the alternative to 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 not to not go to to stop going? I mean, th- then you just die. Uh, but but that's I guess that's what it is. I guess I I guess the Marine Corps made me so used to being miserable that um you know it's like misery misery is not a deterrent for me. I don't like you know I, and maybe that's putting a little more a little simplistically. But I don't enjoy being miserable. Um, but I think when when everything is okay, I'm uncomfortable. You know, it's like when I think Marines learn to be comfortable in misery. We don't necessarily love it, you know, but I, but. Um, but there, there's, there's a, there's a, I guess the word is ju- juxtaposition. There, there's, there's a dissonance there where you, where you're, you're miserable and you're working towards not being miserable. But the closer you get to not being miserable, the more uncomfortable you get because you spent so much time in the misery that that's, that's also where you're comfortable. So, you know, the, it, it, it's sort of like this, this, this this cycle you 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 kind of get stuck in, um, and maybe that's not the healthiest thing for your psyche and shit. <laughs> but man, does it help get the job done? Because no because no plan ever no plan ever goes off without a hitch. Very very rarely does a plan work to perfection. And yeah, and I think Marines do sort of have that. I because I always I always watch Marines make the best out of nothing, and then completely fuck up a good thing. And that that's the Marine Corps way. Um, and I think that's all of the questions I got from Instagram, at least as far as I can tell at the moment. Again, I'm not very tech savvy. Um, I'm a little disappointed that I think how many people voted? Uh, 340 people voted. And... 76% of y'all or 34% of y'all think I'm not going to make it on my vegan shit, bro. You think I can't? Oh, now it's 33%. 33% of y'all think I'm going to fail at being vegan, bro. Fuck you, hoe-ass niggas. I know a lot of, I know very many of y'all are not hoes or niggas. Um, but so everything in between as well. I mean, who thinks, I, you think I don't, what do you think? I lack discipline. You think I'm not gonna make it because you couldn't make it? I could never. That's what you that's what you thinking? I'll show you motherfuckers. In fact, you know what? We're gonna make it 30 days, bitch. 
Okay, now let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's let's stick to tw- it's, it's we're still we're only an hour we only an hour in to this. So let's let's uh let's tamp down the enthusiasm. But 21 days, I'm gonna make it no sweat, okay? Because I have discipline. Okay. Um I know myself, I know my weaknesses. Um Yeah, questions from Instagram. Yeah, I think that's it. I think we can wrap it up maybe. Oh, no, no, no. Also speaking of Instagram. So a couple weeks ago, and and uh, people were asking me why I didn't post about it on um, um, people were asking me why I didn't uh, talk about this last week on the podcast. And it was because I was waiting for some sort of conclusion to it, right? But uh the the weird house okay so if, in case you weren't paying attention um i did uh I, my roommate and i we go for you know walks around 2 a.m something like that uh uh every now and then because i don't like walking around the neighborhood during the day because motherfuckers be out there with no mask on and shit and i and i just i it makes me so angry. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to get into it with somebody. You know what I mean? Because motherfuckers is real reckless and real in your face about it and real rude. And you know what I mean? And so I just also I don't like being hot. So I stay in the house during the day and around one, two in the morning, we we'll usually go for a long walk just to, you know, stretch the legs, get, you know, get out of the cuckoo nest, you know, that sort of thing. And it just makes us, it's just far less likely that we'll encounter people. So we go, we usually go around one, two in the morning. Um, and so a few weeks ago, we were, we went on a walk and we walked past, uh, past this house and there is a light blinking on and off as though it's in uh, Morse code or some shit. Like it didn't look like a flickering light. It looked like someone was turning on the light and turning it off and holding it on and turning it off and putting it back on for blink, 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 off, on, off. It looked like Morse code to me or some kind of signal or maybe somebody that didn't know Morse code trying to do Morse code. I don't know. It was a lot, right? And... Um, and so I took a video of it and I'm like, you know, I saw a parasite. What the fuck is going on here? I put it on my Instagram and it was like half joking, but half concerned, you know? And and people, people jumped in the comments and were like, yo, that shit looks like somebody needs help. You know, this and this and that. One person was like, please tell me you stayed and waited for the police to arrive. No, bitch. No. <laughs> like, no, no. Uh, no, I didn't stay away from the police. Like, I don't deal. I tried my best not to interact with the police. You know, unless somebody I know personally or somebody in my family or something. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to stay and wait for the police, especially when it's something that ain't got shit to do with me. You know what I mean? I just, out of concern, though, I we did call the police. We called the non-emergency number. And that was a whole other ordeal. Like, because um, I live in North Hollywood, and, uh, and which is a, 
I live in North Hollywood and I tried to call their non-emergency number and it just kept going to voicemail. Believe that or not, it just kept going to voicemail. So I called the Los Angeles number and they said they were sending someone over. You know, this was that night. This was like three in the morning. I called the, the non-emergency. They said, they were, okay, we'll send somebody over for a wellness check is what they call it. And, uh, and so I, you know, and then, you know, everyone wanted a follow up. So the next day I called back and was like, you know, can I get a follow up and blah, blah, blah. And they didn't know what I was talking about. They were like, yo, there's no record of anybody calling uh, about this address or at that time or, and they took my name and number and everything. Nobody called. So they sent somebody over that afternoon. And what the police said was, and they called me back too. And what the police said was, yo, nobody, it looks like nobody lives there. Nobody answered the phone. We peeked in the window. The place seems to be vacant. Right. And since it wasn't nighttime, they couldn't see the light turning on and off. So, you know, I thought, you know, I had to leave it at that. Then a homie of mine was like, yo, we're going to do a stakeout. Now, that's another thing that black people can't do. That's we don't we don't do steak. Not not civilians. Black civilians don't do stakeouts. That's just (laughs) I mean, wow. That's just another thing black people can't do. We could we definitely cannot do our own investigations. Um and uh and a friend of a friend uh well another friend asked me uh asked me to call the woman's uh survivors hotline or like domestic hotline uh and and, a, and another and a friend of a, a friend another friend has a friend that is a powerful uh psychic medium <laughs> that uh that did a remote reading on the place and i mean it was all bad you know what i mean the cops the cops uh said no one lived there uh i think the the stakeout came up empty i think the uh the the woman's crisis hotline was like well we, that's not really enough for us to act you know what i mean like there has to be an actual woman in trouble and the psychic said it was yo that's an evil spirit it's no nobody lives there that's an evil spirit trying to act out in ways that it's not supposed to but right now um the spirit world is reflecting the real world that's what he told me it's like the real you know the, the the real world is out of balance and so the spirit the evil spirits are out of balance and they they acting up over there so that's an evil spirit trying to suck somebody in he was like stay away from that house don't go near the house don't think about the house okay and he blessed he gave my friend and, and myself a, a gypsy blessing um and that's the end of it because i i'm done with that fucking house i'm sorry i think i did Everything that is within reason to try to get to the bottom of that. I hope that it's not someone that needs help. And, but to be fair, there's really no evidence that there is someone that needed, that needs help. I mean, because here's the other thing about the whole situation is it does feel like a person is turning that light on and off, right? Um, I think I talked about it already actually last week, to be honest, but I can't remember. I was really high. But my point is just that I don't, you know, I didn't hear a person screaming. And this is, this house isn't in a vacuum. Nobody else that lives around this house 
um, thinks that it's strange or found it out of place. Maybe it's always been something wrong with that light. I don't know, but I think I did everything within reason to try to get to the bottom of it. Again, I'm not a white lady. I can't do my own investigations and I'm damn sure ain't going to go knock on the door or wait for the cops or stake out the place. So the best we can hope for is, you know, that it is just indeed an evil spirit or a spirit that's not at rest or uh, it's an electrical problem. I mean, who the fuck knows? Um, also, I don't think that home has a basement. So, um, I mean, in fact, like what homes out here have basements? I don't think any do, right? Like most don't. So who knows? Uh, uh, but again, look, if you want to DM me on Instagram, I'm BS Comedian. If you want to DM me and you want the address to the place, if you want to do your own stakeout, I'll give it to you. You know, but but I'm I'm done with that place. You know what I mean? Um, um, and if you want, if you if you if you want to conduct your own, if you want to use your white privilege and conduct your own investigation, you know, feel free. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm gonna stay over here. You know, and look, I'll even buy the sage. I'll buy the sage for you. You know, we can burn it together and I'll send you on your way. Uh, and I'll let y'all know the results. I'll keep you, I'll give you week to week updates with the results of my of my 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 plant-based journey. Thank you for listening. <laughs>